Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Last night we started talking about these crazy Christmas traditions that we have. And how many of you, I asked everybody last night, but if you weren't here last night, how many of you have like some just really funky Christmas tradition? Nobody has Christmas traditions here. That sucks. Okay. Um, get some. Okay. Like have a good life. Get some Christmas tradition. Like have some fun. You're like, we don't do anything at Christmas. Bah, humbug. <laughs> Wake up. All right, yo. So here's the deal. We have a lot of Christmas traditions that we do and they're not like dumb. They're fun. You might think they're dumb, but we don't. And so we don't care. And so what we like to do is we like to go driving around looking at Christmas lights. That's one of ours. Okay. Do you like doing that? My, my kid's like, no, because dad, you put on Cool 108 and you just listen to Christmas music. It's the only time of the year I have Cool 108 on, man, because that's when it's actually cool. Um, and uh, what we like to do is we'll, we'll drive around, we'll look at the different places. There used to be one next to East Bethel Community School, and it was this house that was actually, you tuned into that radio station, and you could actually watch the house dance to the lights. Have you ever seen those? Those are so cool. And so there's all these crazy traditions. We looked at one of the traditions being the nativity last night. And, and we looked at some funky ones you can watch on Facebook Live or the podcast if you want. Uh, but let me just give you a couple more crazy Christmas traditions that are worldwide. If you thought the, the Christmas pickle last night that we talked about was a crazy tradition, um, have a peek at the Ukrainian Christmas tree. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but this is all spider webs. So in the Ukraine, what they do on Christmas is they actually decorate their trees with spider webs. And here's why. The legend says that there was a, a widow when she was poor. And so she had no money to her name. And so what she wanted to do is she wanted to have ornaments, but she had no money for ornaments. And so she prayed and prayed. And, and one evening, so the legend goes, a spider actually went and, and made a web on her tree so that she would have decorations. And so in the Ukraine, it's not uncommon to actually see spider webs on tree. Who's going to start this Christmas tradition? All right, a couple. Good. That's awesome. All right. Here's some new ones. My favorite one from last night, though, is Krampus, the evil Santa from Norway. If you missed that, it's, it's awesome. In Wales, here's the second one. There's this ancient t- tradition that we see uh, a vill- villager is selected each Christmas to perform in this parade wearing this skull, and they put it on a wooden pole, and they start singing together. These are just crazy things. And so the tradition eventually said, you know what, we shouldn't do this anymore because we're being confused with Christianity versus drunken paganism in their, in their town. It just looks just crazy. So don't start that one, okay? Um, the next one here is in Norway, another Norway tradition. We talked about that last night. Uh, they believe that on Christmas Eve, it, it can bring about evil spirits. And so what they do is they actually hide all of their brooms away. They, they hide them away because they don't want witches coming on their brooms. No joke. Like, can't make this stuff up. So Again, another one we don't have, have to do. Um, the next one here is in Slovakia. There's this tradition where the patriarch of the family, what he does is he takes his spoon and he fills it with this pudding. It's called laksa. I've never had it. I don't even know what it is. And what he does is he flings it towards the ceiling. And the more pudding that he can get to stick to the ceiling, the better their harvest will be that year. <laughs> kids, my kids, you guys want to go fling some pudding later at night? Mom said no. All right. And, and then this is, this is my favorite. Uh, this is huge. Um, it looks like a satanic, uh, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken guy here. 
um, you know, with messed up with Santa with his cool goatee there going on. But uh, this Santa in Japan, what they do is they actually believe the staple food on Christmas is fried chicken from KFC, okay? <laughs> so in Japan, you actually have to order it six to eight months ahead of time to get your Christmas chicken. You get your bucket, you know, that you're eating. And so this is just, who wants to start that? KFC for Christmas. Come on, somebody. So let me just say this. Some of us, some of us, we love our comfortable traditions. We love what we do. And if you don't think you have a tradition, that's probably your tradition. Um, when somebody messes, though, with our tradition, with messes what we're about, it's like, it's like somebody trying to, like, peel back your fingernail, isn't it? Like, don't, don't mess with, with what we're used to. Here's what I want to do this morning. There's all these traditional songs, and, and we've done some songs a little different than traditional, which I love that we do. Um, like, God rest you, wear gentlemen, and married gentlemen, and, and we do it a little different. I love that. But there's all these different Christmas tunes that we sing. And I want to just talk about six of them this morning, just in a few minutes. And I want to kind of unpack them, all right? And I want to... I don't want to just do another Christmas message about Jesus being born and, and we go away and go, thank you, Pastor Chris, that's great. Life is so grand. I can, I can have a great Christmas now. I want us to have life change. I want us to experience and, and understand the depths of what it meant of what he did for us. And so last night we had the nativity set right here and we had Jesus at the center and we said Jesus needs to be center of our life. And so this is secondary to that message. And this is where it comes down to to believe that Christ is at the center of our life, we have to have this thing, this crazy F word called faith. You're like, you said F word. No. Faith. Faith. Five letters. Faith. We all have to have faith. We can't just believe Jesus is there without faith. In fact, Hebrews 11.1, it says, uh, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. My kids, we have a promo video that says that on that for the bridge, and they're so sick of hearing it because they, but here's the deal. They have that whole scripture memorized now, which is awesome. Faith, that's what faith is. And so we have taken a step of faith this year as a church. We have done outreach like we've never done before. And in the last month, we have seen over, um, I want to say it's over seven or 800 people come through our doors. Isn't that just, just crazy what God has been doing? Can we just give him some praise for that? Come on, somebody. And so here's, here's what I want to do. That's on the church side. So let's talk personal side. What is the next step of faith that you need to take during this Christmas holiday? What is it? What, what is it that God is stirring your heart with? Um, and so this other tradition of the Christmas carols, let me give you these six. And we'll kind of unpack this together this morning. And we're going to sing one more song and we're going to get you on your way as we go out just glorifying our Lord. The first is this. White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Is this anyone's favorite song? Like, a few of you, yeah. Us younger generation are like, who's Bing Crosby? Um, and uh, I'm dreaming of a... Uh, yeah, there you go. You got it. Come on, folks from Minnesota. What are we dreaming of? The sand and the beach. You all just lied, all right? And, you, know, we, you know, we like that. But what is it? Bing Crosby's the whole song. He loved the white Christmas. He was dreaming of that. He wanted it. And there's something special. It even started snowing just a little bit on your way in this morning. I don't know if you saw that, but how beautiful is that when it's snowing on Christmas and you got the Christmas lights and that's just our, our tradition and it just looks beautiful. Like, we're like, that's the way it should be. You know, I was at a wedding in, in uh, Florida here 
last week, and there was Christmas lights on the palm trees, and I'm going, this just seems so strange. So I get it in the song. But the first phase of faith is the dream, okay? Every single one of us should have a dream. What has God planted in your heart? Have you stopped dreaming? Are you going, I I don't know what the dream is. I don't know how to dream anymore. If you don't have a dream, then start praying. Say, God, give me your dream for my life. You know, if you can't write down the dream that God has for you, if you can't articulate it, you got to start praying because that's the first first part of faith. What is the dream that God has put so in your heart that you want to see? Are you like, man, if I died today, I'd be happy because I fulfilled everything that was in my heart that God had planned out for me to do. I would say no for me. I'm not there yet. So what is it? We need to pray. And so I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Let's dream of what it is that God has placed in our heart. What has he purposed in you? The second song is this. Joy to the... We did it last night. Joy to the world. Well, where did this song come from? Well, it actually comes out of Scripture. It comes out of Psalm chapter 98. In verse 4, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And then it says, Burst into jubilant song with music. What Jubilant? You know what jubilant reminds me of? It reminds me of Santa with a bowl filled of jelly. You know, just, just boom, he's like just up here just pumping it, you know? Like, that, that's what it reminds me of. It's that joy that's so filled. And so the second phase of faith, first is the dream, the second phase is decision. You've got to come to a place where you make a decision to believe in God. You have to come to that decision to say, I believe with all and everything that's in me that he is the savior of the world. We've got to get there. And he's at the center. You know, you've got to pray. What decision do I need to make? Maybe you're like, I've made that decision. Maybe it's, it's a next step to go, I need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. Or maybe it's a decision of, of leaving a job you're at that's good to take one that's great. Or maybe it's a new decision to go, I want to walk this out differently so that I can follow the dream that God has planted in my heart. So the second is decision. Number three is Carol of the Bells. We did this last, last night. It was on the, uh, on the video this morning on your way in here, you know. Um, and I don't know if you know the words from this, but Carol of the Bells, there's actually words to it. We don't do them, but it was to bring in the Ukrainian New Year. That's what it was about. And so when we read uh, Carol of the Bells, here's just the first couple verses, and uh, they go really quick. Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Who, who knows the words, you know? Christmas is here, bringing in good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. What is it about? It's about a fresh start. How many are like, come on, come on, be honest. How many of you this week, you're going to pig out, man? And then come the 1st of January, you're like, now, this is where I'm, I'm going to get on, okay? <laughs> and I have a plan. I'm, I'm structured. I'm doing good. But some of us are like, no, 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 this is, this is the week, and I'm going to change that day. You know, and we have these New Year's resolutions that we do for a few days. But the third phase of faith is the delay, okay? It's the delay, for years and years, the Jews waited for the coming Messiah. They waited. They were like, when is this going to happen? When is this going to take place? When is it that we, gotta, we can stop following this law and we can actually have the grace of a Savior? When will it take place? And it finally did. Some of them came to the belief in Christ. Some of them didn't. Some of us will come to a belief in Christ. My prayer is that that's all of us here today, that we do that. But then there's this delay, especially with the dream that God's put on our heart. The decision when we go after it. And then how many know if you go after your dream, it's not just sugar plums, is it? It doesn't just happen right away. There's a delay. And it's during that time, in that delay, 
that I believe God is going, wait. Because when I pray to God, God answers me three different ways. He answers yes, he answers no, and then he answers like this. You ever pray to God and feel like, God, I don't know what you just said. I, didn't, I don't know. You're talking to him, you're listening to him. Usually that means wait. And so during that delay time is when he starts building character. Number four, what child is this? How, how, somebody know how that goes? Just shout, what child is this? Yeah, I don't know very well. Don't have me sing it. Be, I'll, I'll turn into the first in a while. That's what I keep saying when I sing it. This song was written by a gentleman named William Dix. It was written in 1865. And here's the cool part about the song. I like this part better than the song itself. He wrote it because he was struck with a severe illness and was suffering from complete, severe anxiety and depression. I have talked to more people in the last two weeks that have been dealing with anxiety and depression over the Christmas season than I ever have in my entire life. This is for you right now. Okay? And so you've got to realize that this guy's near-death experience when he wrote this song, it brought him a spiritual renewal where he realized Christ was Savior. He realized it. He said, this, this child, it's not just about a Christmas thing. It's about this child is the Savior of the world. And so this fourth phase of faith, it's difficulty. We're all like, yes, faith in Christ. I'm going to get difficult circumstances. Yay! Nobody wants that. But can I just say this? It's during those times where we're wrestling with those difficult decisions we've made, where we're wrestling with the dreams that God has placed on our heart, and we're going, I don't even know how to dream anymore. I don't even know what it is that God wants me to do. I don't even know why I'm here. And we look at it, and I think what happens, it's those times in the valley versus the mountaintop experience. Because some of us, yeah, we're having great mountaintop experiences. But where is it where the fruit grows? It's not on the top of the mountain. Where is it? It's in the valley. That's where the fruit grows. That's where our character gets challenged and changed. God's not changing our circumstances. He wants to change us during that time. And so a difficulty is a part of faith. Because when we say, God, I have faith in you, everything just magically happens and changes, right? No, it doesn't. Number five. O come, O come, Emmanuel. I can't sing it very well, but O come, O come, Emmanuel. Is that anyone's favorite? I didn't think so. All right. For four hundred years there was prophecies that seemed to cease that the israelites waited for the coming of christ they seemed to stop between 400 bc and year zero when we celebrate his birth and by the way we don't know exactly when it was we say december 25th it's actually pretty unlikely that it was december 25th but that's when we choose to celebrate his birth and so they thought it was done they were like when is this going to happen how many of them in that 400-year period passed away? They didn't get to see the coming of Christ. And so this next step of faith, number five, is this. It's the dead end. It's the dead end. I bet every single one of us at some time in our life, we've gotten to that place where we're like, I don't know how to go further. I don't know how to do this. I have faith. I'm just not sure I can put one foot in front of the next and keep walking. Because we're going, I'm tired, I'm weary. I'm trying to walk out my faith. There's dreams and I'm trying to accomplish them and there's, there's dream crushers and, and there's people that are getting in the way of what I believe God wants me to do. And we're going, God, help me. And he doesn't want it to just become a tradition. He wants you to be completely transformed into who you're supposed to be. That's what he desires. That's what he wants. And so we have to come to this dead end. In fact, I'll put it up on the screen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, it says this. And this is the testimony. God has given us 
eternal life, and this life is in His Son. It's a simple message, but it's the truth that's so deep that will actually transform our entire being. No matter whether we've given our life to Christ or whether we've been a Christian for a long time, it will completely transform us. Have you come to a dead end yet? Have you gotten to that place where, like, I want to give up? The truth is this. You're probably right where God wants you to be. Because where our strength ends is when God's strength can actually begin. If that makes sense this morning, would you just say, yeah? Where, God, where our strength ends, God's strength begins. If that makes sense with you, would you say, yeah? Let me ask you a question that I want you to ponder here this morning. Talking about the birth of Christ, celebrating Him, celebrating our families together. And I'll give you the last one in just a moment, but I want to give you a question to ponder. And it's this. Will you expect a miracle without knowing how? We expect a miracle without knowing how. Maybe it's your dream. Maybe it's something you need in life. Maybe there's healing that needs to take place. Maybe, you know, there's something within your circumstances that no one knows about. Maybe you have a, a plea out to God and you're going, God, if you're real, show me. And you're, and you're waiting for him to show you somehow. And that could be the miracle. But will you expect that miracle without knowing how? The Israelites did it for 400 years. Will you? Last one is this. The first Noel. I ain't singing it for you. You guys are so quiet this morning. If you want to sing it, go ahead. But I'm, I get it off. First Noel. You know what Noel means? It means Christmas in French. Yeah. It stands for Christmas. And so this song is actually about the first Christmas. And so number six, it's all about deliverance all about deliverance we get to that dead end we think that oh it can't happen you know as a pastor you go man i want to see us be a community focused church i want to see us be a life-giving church and you know seven and a half years going on you go god i want us to get there and then you get to places where you see dead ends and then all of a sudden you see deliverance i mean come on church we saw over 350 people come out to our christmas tree lighting in the community we've seen things happening in two weeks two and a half weeks we have reggie dabs the biggest national speaker that the school has allowed us to bring in, and, and he's going to be doing assemblies at the middle school, at the high school, and at Crossroads, the alternative school. That stuff doesn't happen without the power of prayer and expecting a miracle of God to do something in the community. Can we give him some praise this morning? Come on. Do you expect and trust God to deliver you? You know, according to your faith, it will be done to you. It's biblical. According to your faith. God's faithful. What he tells us to do, will we do it? I hope so. It won't happen overnight in our faith walk. We might feel like we got to a dead end, but then wait, hold on. Because when you go from dream, you make that decision, there's this like delay, okay? It's difficulty, and then we get to a place where we're like, I'm at a dead end, I can't go any further. And hold out, because he will deliver you. That's why he did what he did. That's why he sent his son to be born in this humble little manger. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.